Welcome to Sermons and Sounds of Plymouth, the podcast of Plymouth United Church of Christ. I am Pastor David, and on behalf of the members of this congregation, thank you very much for joining us. May God bless you through these words, and may you know God's love through them. Now, the podcast. Whenever I read this passage, I think of that age-old maxim, no good deed goes unpunished. Jesus heals a guy, gives a guy his sight, and you'd think that he'd killed him for all of the brouhaha that ensues after this healing. It enrages some of these people. He broke the rules. Forget that he healed someone. Forget that he gave someone their sight, someone who had always been blind. What is important here to some of these people around Jesus, what's important is that Jesus broke a rule. He healed on the Sabbath, a day that you're not supposed to do work. No good deed goes unpunished. And it is easy to become obsessed with rules, with how things are supposed to be, especially religious rules, easy to get caught up in. And I fall into that trap. I'm sure we all do. I've fallen into that Trap as a minister, having those times I have a, a, an idea or a situation and I go, well, the right thing seems to be this, but as I'm thinking the right thing would be to do this, I'm thinking that, but it kind of goes against the rules. What are people going to think? Maybe it goes against tradition. Maybe it's going to annoy my clergy peers. Maybe they'll see this as me uh, a going too far out of line or a violation of some church code. And even though we're not a doctrinal or a creedal church, we don't have things that we have to believe or rules that we have to follow. We don't have an official belief structure. We still are in covenant with other churches, with other UCC churches, other denominations. There are still some unwritten sense that there are rules about what makes a proper baptism or wedding or funeral or the proper way to do communion uh, or to lead worship or to be in the world. Yeah, we want also to be good covenant partners. Yeah, but even though you know, we don't have kind of the set of rules that, that some churches have that, that spell things out pretty easily, but we still want to adhere to some, you know, some sense uh, of rules, and even within the UCC, we do kind of have our own unwritten rules, expectations, ideas. Uh, and I remember a, a, a few years ago, I, you know, sometimes you get these rules stuck in the head and, and forget about the people that are in need and think more about the rules. I, a couple of years ago, I uh, had a funeral here, and uh, people family had wanted uh, the final song for Monty Python's Life of Brian to play during the funeral. Uh, and if you don't know the song, I'm not going to sing it for you because it's got some swear words in it. Uh, which in many times probably would be inappropriate in a church. And yet for that, uh, for the man that had died for that family, that probably actually would have made sense to play that particular song in the, in the funeral, but I said no. Because I was kind of worried, worried about the rules, the propriety, uh, and all of that. More worried about that than about the needs of 
the people uh, in front of me. And I wish I had uh, allowed it to go on, but I did say, you know, you can play it at the, the meal afterward or celebration when family comes together. And I've had these you know, times that uh, get requests to baptize a baby of someone who's not a member of the church, struggle with what to do or weddings. Um, and these are the kind of dilemmas that ministers fall into. You're probably not often confronted with the dilemma of whether or not to baptize someone. But I'm sure in your workplaces, in your schools, in your daily life, confronted at times with these situations of, I feel like the right thing to do would be this, but that seems to go against maybe church rules or doctrine or what I've been taught, and they can trap us. Can I do this and still be a proper Christian might be a question that we often are faced with. Can Jesus heal on the Sabbath? Healing is a good thing. But the Sabbath is a day you're not supposed to work. And so on the Sabbath, no, you can't heal. Not appropriate. You know, and I could see at some level, maybe from the Pharisee's point of view, this guy has been blind his whole life. He can wait another day. Jesus didn't have to heal him on the Sabbath. What would have been the harm of waiting another day and respecting the sanctity of the Sabbath day? But we don't always get to wait until tomorrow. That's not always an option. The needs that are in front of us are in front of us when they are. So that nagging question, is this Christian, is this appropriate? Or perhaps we can word that as, can I do this and still be a good Christian? Or can I do this and still be within continuity of, of Christianity? You know, and as I thought of this passage this week, and even thought over the past couple of years about how to be a more relevant church for today, to be the kind of church that we need in the 21st century, I'm wondering more and more if the question, is this Christian, is maybe the wrong question or the wrong way of coming to the question. This text and much of what Jesus says haunts me because he doesn't care so much about rules. He cares about compassion, the ultimate rule. He cares about love, the ultimate commandment. Those ought to be the deciding factors. So maybe the question isn't, is this a Christian thing to do? Or can I do this and be a Christian? Maybe the question to ask is to spin that a little bit and say, is, is this in continuity with Jesus' teaching and Jesus' example? Is it faithful to being a follower of Jesus? At least in my own head when I ask the question, is this Christian? What I get swimming around in my head are then questions of, of orthodoxy and polity. You know, would the division on church and ministry accept this? What's the historical church teaching on this? What do other denominations say? What's the official policy of some other denominations? Will it get me in trouble? Is it too unorthodox? It's, it's, I, when I ask the question, is this Christian, I, I get abstract academic stuff in my head. Worries about right and wrong. Does this fall within the rules? Does it fit in that neat, tidy box called Christianity? But if you consider the question the other way, 
Is it faithful to being a follower of Jesus? Then the questions that pop into my head are not the academic or abstract questions. The questions then that come into my head are, is it compassionate? Is it loving? Does it bring dignity to someone? Does it remove shame or guilt? And if so, then it's worth breaking the rules. Or sometimes also, because I can be anti-authoritarian, if I ask, is this faithful to Jesus, then I might get that question, is this going to bother the rules police? And if so, then maybe that's what I ought to do. Is a Christian makes it about me? At least when I ask that question, is a Christian, it makes it about me. Is it faithful to Jesus makes the situation about the other person or the other people around me or the, the greater good of the, of the community? So I don't so much want to be a Christian, although I'll continue to use that word. It's a good word. But I want to be a faithful disciple of Jesus. I want to be a faithful follower. Jesus sees this man who has been blind since birth, and Jesus is driven by compassion and heals him, even though the rules say you can't do that on the Sabbath. Jesus doesn't care. There's someone blind in front of him. He heals him. That's what he sees as a blind man. He doesn't see rules about the Sabbath. The Sabbath was made for humanity, not humanity for the Sabbath. And beliefs can help. Beliefs are good. Our confirmation class this morning uh, looked at the first drafts of their statements of faith. There's nothing wrong with having a belief structure. They can help us. Uh, the beliefs that we share in common and through history have merit, but they can get in the way sometimes. They can get in the way. And, uh, and I grow stronger in my conviction that the church of today and of tomorrow needs to be a church that does know its traditions, that does know its Orthodoxy, but isn't afraid to break them for the sake of compassion and, and human need. And I think that's what the church needs to be. I think that's the church that the, the unchurched people or the people that are burned out on church, the anti-church people, I think that's the church they've been wanting us to be, living our mission to serve. They know the words of Jesus. They know Jesus' words and they want to see us live them. And they might even join in if we're living Jesus' words. They very all want to come along and do good for the world. And I've taken communion out on the, the street ministry, which is a, a powerful experience. And some would say that's not proper. Communion outside the context of worship, not a proper thing to do. But the experience of being there, being being the church going to where the people are and to see the looks on the people that have been served communion, their thankfulness, their appreciative appreciation, not just that it's me serving them, but their appreciation that in, in many ways that's Jesus coming to them saying, you are worthy, you matter. To be reminded they matter to God, which for the homeless and the poor and others often don't feel that. Some of the baptisms we've done in the past year for uh, members of our congregation out on the street. Powerful experiences. We as the community coming together for them. That's, that's what it's about. 
The man that was born blind sees God's truth so much better than those who have spent their life studying and talking about God and constructing a box of right belief. He gets it. And some in this story of healing finish the story at the same place they were at in the beginning. No change in their lives at all, but the healed man's life is transformed. That's what the church does. We transform, transform lives. The healed man's life is transformed and he finds himself a new person in a very different space. And it's a space where Jesus already was and where Jesus already is. Amen. And that is the good news for this day and for all days. Thank you again for listening to the Sermons and Sounds of Plymouth podcast. If you are in the Eau Claire area, we especially invite you to join us for worship on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. And I invite you also to check out our website at pcucc.com for upcoming events and special worship services. From Plymouth United Church of Christ, Eau Claire, Wisconsin, this is Pastor David. Thank you for spending this time with us. May God bless you.